0: This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers.
1: Holden Kushner, hanging out with you, of course, with Veasan and the Denver City Cast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, next week, we'll be doing just Broncos. It'll be Broncos week because we are two weeks away from training camp opening up, and I'm going on vacation. Just to be perfectly honest with you, I've got a, my sister's wedding. I'm taking the whole week off because once football season's here, there are no days off. And I actually love it. I cannot wait for it to get here already. So here's what's coming up. We've got some Von Miller news. We've got the Comcast Altitude TV blackout that is not gonna stop anytime soon. It's really sad at this point. Um, Also get into those TV ratings again. Padres-Rockies. Last night was an interesting game. Rockies playing well against the Padres this year. Winning 6-9. Got some Rockies trade talk. And then the AFC West report. uh, Which will be the division's receiving course. And I'm going to rank those. Plus our old buddy Mark Springer. From Altitude 92.5. He's going to hop on. uh, Talk about all these abs moves today. There's a lot going on. And uh, maybe we'll get a baseball bet or two from him. But. Like I said, two weeks from today, the Broncos begin training camp. And if you look on Bet Rivers right now, I mean, the Broncos, fourth favorite team to win the AFC. Plus 300 for the Bills. Chiefs 550. Chargers plus 750. And then there's the Broncos at plus 850. It's interesting. You know, I think the Ravens will be right there at plus 900. Uh, The Bengals, I don't think you can count out at plus 1,200. The Titans, will they take a step back? I mean, if Derrick Henry's healthy... With that defense, I don't think they're going to compete for the best record in the AFC, but they're definitely in the mix at 17-1, to the Patriots at 20-1. to So you're getting – I mean, the Broncos are favored here as a better team than every team in the AFC but three, but better than the Ravens, the Bengals, the Titans. I mean, there's uh, the Patriots. There's some teams here, some real interesting teams they're ahead of. And should they be? Yes. Uh, I I think they should. Russell Wilson just changing this whole thing around. God, it's so exciting You know when we think about that. Um, Or when I think about it, at least. I don't know how exciting it is for you, but I suppose if you're a Broncos fan, you think about this for a minute. Holy moly. I mean, this is setting up to either be one of the most exciting seasons ever or one of the biggest letdowns ever. So one of the two things is going to happen. I don't think there's too much of a middle ground there. Uh, To make the playoffs, again, this thing is vacillated. In the 150s, and the 120s, now it's sitting at minus 139. Too much juice for me. I do think they make the playoffs, though. That thing gets back down around 130, maybe 125. I'll hop back in again. I don't see it happening. I think a lot of people are going to be on the Broncos coattails right now. To make the playoffs, no, plus 115, whatever. Whatever. And we're still here. We're at minus 110 both sides. A number of game one in the regular season at 10. It's that simple. Yeah, It's that simple. Uh, if you want to take some bets here on the Broncos going forward to get beaten in the Wild Card round three to one, Divisional round four to one, that's kind of sexy. Conference Finals eight to one, to get to the Super Bowl and lose eighteen to one, and to get to the Super Bowl and win it all seventeen to one. So let's get into a few things here with the Broncos. First of all, Von Miller. So he had that six-year, hundred twenty million dollar deal with the Bills in the off He's back in town working with his charity. I mean, Von Miller is always going to be a big name here in Denver, right? And, and and he's really, what he's trying to do is position himself for a role here later. And it's Von's vision. It's just a great cause. He continues to come back for it. Good for Von Miller. But... I think it's pretty interesting how he talked about the Broncos yesterday as a member of the, of the Bills, who will be one of the chief competitors of the Broncos. Uh, here's how Vaughn talked about the Broncos yesterday. They got a good team. They have a really good team and they've been close. We've been close um, in the AFC West for a very long time. And now we got Russell Wilson. Um, Jerry Judy's gonna be insane like this year. Courtland Sutton is gonna be insane. And, um, yeah, I want those guys to win as many games as possible. It's just that the game versus the Bills, I I can't even begin to process those emotions. But, you know, I want those guys to win. I want those guys to be successful. I want all the individual success, all the team success. You know, I love George Payton and I love John Elway. Everything was was great. I had a a great career here. So he's talking about we, 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 we. And he's back here in the offseason too. Vaughn, to me, is positioning himself for a post-career career post NFL career here in, in Denver. And I've seen it around. He, he wants to be a part of the Broncos. He wants to be a part of this organization. He wants to be a part of this town. So he's going to be a legend. You know, he'll be up there. They'll retire his number, everything. Lorenzo Alexander is a guy that I knew did that Lorenzo Alexander. If you don't know who he is, he made the pro bowl as a linebacker with the bills a couple of years ago before he retired. Uh, He played with the uh, Washington franchise And I got a chance to know him a little bit. And while he was working, he's like, listen, man, I try and go and do everything I can in this market just so I can build my post career here, uh, post career career here. And I think that's what Von's doing, you know? So we're going to think about Von Miller going forward as one of the greatest Broncos of all time. And I think he will be um, very relevant as a person. He will be here quite a bit as his life continues after post-football. We'll see how much longer he can play, though. I do wonder if he'll come back, sign a one-day contract before it's all said and done and retire as a Bronco. Uh, that was number one on the Front Range 4, the four biggest sports stories on the Front Range. ay yeah. ay. Let's go into Comcast and Altitude again. <sighs> so we're going to probably have four straight years with no avalanche, nuggets, game broadcasts for the overwhelming majority of of, uh, fans here in the Denver area. Okay. They had a mediation attempt yesterday. I mean, this was supposed to go down in February Then they pushed it back. Then they had another mediation attempt and there was no resolution. They don't even know when they're going to meet again. So I think you could just stick a fork in the 2022, 23 seasons, figure out a way to illegally stream it or figure out a way to go actually watch them and pay for it. But I don't see it happening. I, I highly, highly, I mean, if I had to bet, I would put the odds at minus, I don't know, what, a 1,000? Maybe even more that you will not be able to watch the abs and the nuggets unless you get, you know, Direct TV or, you know, that other streaming service that they have there. It's just a joke. It's a joke. It's been since 2019. And Altitude said Comcast negotiated with terms that make no economic sense comcast said it's a it's a routine commercial disagreement with a violation of antitrust laws what does that mean who the hell cares show me the freaking games is what you should be saying it costs me extra money have to go out and get another streaming service and it's my job so i'm not going to complain about it but i'm going to complain about it just a little bit i mean look at the game broadcast ratings okay Now, the Denver Post says 92% of all cable subscribers cannot watch these games. 92%? I didn't know it was that big, of all cable subscribers. So then you take the cable subscribers out of it. Then you've got streaming. And you've also got the people that just don't have cable or streaming. And there's a lot of people like that. People forget. Hard times for many people. They can't afford cable. So... 92% 92% seems like it's pretty heavy for me. I mean, I had it at 80% of people aren't going to be able to watch it. I don't know how much that takes into the stream. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to go with 80%. So it shows, too. It bears it out. Top hockey team in the National Hockey League. Best team. They were, had the ninth worst ratings in the NHL. I mean, that's, it, it's unacceptable. But it must not make financial sense for altitude Uh, to cave here, maybe going forward. I don't know. Uh, They'll have their own streaming service sooner than later. Um, They kind of have one right now. But, I mean, the Avs had a 1.06 TV rating, and it was up 71%. Like, I don't even know how how it was up. I think it was so small of a viewership that it was up 71%. But the thing that blows my mind is that you assume the NBA is going to be bigger because the NBA is just bigger, but it's not. The, the Nuggets had the worst ratings in the National Basketball Association. The worst ratings in the league. 0.34. Absolute joke. I mean, that's like, I, I, I don't want to knock the WNBA, but, I mean, that's WNBA ratings in some, in, in some towns. Ugh, it's disgusting. Unacceptable. So, again, the Cronkies must not give a damn. Um, they obviously don't care about you, the fan. This is all about the money. So congrats on winning the Stanley Cup. Um, maybe the ratings will go up again, and you can actually get around the middle of the Pac-TV ratings, but for the Nuggets, just dead. Like, I'm, I'm talking about the Nuggets here, and uh, I wonder if anybody gives a damn. And it is fascinating because the NBA is the second most bet on sport. Actually, it's technically the third. You've got the NFL. You've got college football, so football. And then it's the NBA. This is a huge NBA betting town. But no one's watching the local team. The good news for the Avs fans is now that they won the championship, now that they won the Stanley Cup, you're going to see a lot more, a lot more games on national television. So you'll get that. Uh, just a couple of Avs notes. And, again, I'm going to get into this a lot more with Mark Springer in just a little bit. But the Avs, they got themselves a new goalie. They brought back Nachushkin. That's awesome. Eight years, $49 million. That's just remarkable. 52 points, 62 games, 15 points in 20 playoff games. Played on the first line with McKinnon and the boys. So that's a great move. Love it. All right, let's go to uh, number three. Numero Trace on the front range four. Talk some Rockies here. The Rockies... Scored one in the fifth, and Charlie Blackman blasted a three-run shot in the sixth, and the Rockies beat the Padres again. Hey, hey, let's go, Rockies. I mean, if there's one team that they play really, really well against. It's definitely San Diego. They've won six of these nine games. Are you kidding me? So we'll go look at the standings. Uh, I know it, it hurts Rockies fans, but let's at least go look at the standings and see where they are heading into tonight's game. Uh, they are tied for last place now in the NL West. So if the Giants can beat Arizona and the Rockies can beat San Diego tonight, we've moved out of last place at 39 and 49. Let's hear 443. Win percentage, that would be, what, a 5.57 losing percentage? We'll go 4.43 win percentage. Who has a worse win percentage? Well, they're tied with Arizona. The Reds are worse. The Cubs are worse. The Pirates are worse. And the Nationals are worse. So right there, four teams worse in the National League. If you go through Major League Baseball, you add Oakland, you add the Angels, you add Kansas City, Detroit. So they're the ninth worst team in Major League Baseball right now. All right. I mean... It's not a good place to be. I'd rather be the worst team, and they should be rebuilding. We'll get into the trade here in a minute, the trade that they should be making, or the trades. But good job, Charlie Blackman, man. He hit 13 home runs last year. He's got 13 this year. Yeah, and since May 28th, he's slashing 315 batting average. That's pretty good, right? Uh, let me do the math here. This would be a eight around an 895 OPS which is remarkable. Nine doubles, two triples, eight homers, 32 ribbies, and 41 games. They're not going to trade him. He's one of the guys that's that, that brings the people out to the ballpark, but everybody should be tradable. Uh, tonight, we're going to have temps in the 90s. So, hot, 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 and that means runs, 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 right? Well, here are the lines tonight. Padres, Rockies, Chad Kuhl, Joe Musgrove. Padres, heavy favorites, minus 180. Rockies plus 150. Uh, you want to back the Rockies on the run line, getting a run and a half minus 105. 10 and a half is the total here. Juice to the over minus 118. The under is even money. So let's dig into this. Joe Musgrove, super stud. 8-2 and two of the 209 across 15 starts. He's got a .93 whip. And he shut out the Rockies in six innings in his only start against Colorado this season. Uh, Chad Cool. He's been really good at home. 41 in a third innings. He's got a 327 ERA and a 106 whip. Remarkable, actually. 25 to seven strikeout to uh, walk rate. Three and two record. Lefties, though, if you look at Jake Cronenworth tonight, Lefties, he's been getting crushed. Okay. Um, An ISO of 206, which is just isolated power, which is a remarkably high number. It's just 70 plate appearances, but a Woba of. 353, wow, weighted on-base percentage. So I was looking through this. You know, cool pitches well at home. I want to bet an under because Musgrove is so terrific. Do I bet an under in the first five? I mean, I thought about it, and then I keep thinking about it, and I'm like, gosh, all it takes is one of these teams exploding in one inning, and then, you know, we're over five runs. But I think I talked myself into it. Under five and a half runs, first five. Minus 103 on Bet Rivers. I think Cool pitches much better at home. Let's say he gives up two, three runs. Maybe Musgrove gives up a run or two. Total runs, first five innings, under five and a half. Now, I also want to go look at, um, and, th- and this is going to be interesting because I think Cool's going to keep the runs down. I think one guy that can get him, though, is Jake Cronenworth, plus 138 uh, to have over one and a half hits to have two or more hits. What I want to look at here is the total bases, all right? And the total bases prop is over one and a half, but it's minus 134. So I'm not really high on that one. RBIs, Cronenworth eh, minus 186, I'm not going to take it. Nomar Mazara is an interesting one though. Nomar Mazara and here's one. Total RBIs, you get a half there. Uh, total bases for Mazzara, one and a half minus 105. Basically what you're looking for is just an extra base hit there. I'm not going to mess with the player props, but again, I'm going to hit this first five under five and a half with uh, some uh, not a lot of juice, minus 103. Rocks are, again are six and three against San Diego this season. Uh, let me talk about some trades and then we'll get to number four on the front range four in just a second. Uh, August second is the trade line trade deadline. They pushed it back in Major League Baseball, uh, so three, a little over three weeks away. And Bob Nightingale, buddy of mine with the USA Today, says that the Rockies are shopping Alex Colomay and Chad Cool, but not closer Daniel Bard. What in the hell are the Rockies doing? You've got a 37 year old who's All Star worthy and one of the better closers in the league, and you're telling me you're not going to sign or you're not going to trade him at the peak of his value when every single team that's a contender seems to need an arm or two in their bullpen. I mean, what a freaking joke. Colomay this year. 30, let's talk about Colomay for a second, then we'll get to I, I Again, I don't get this. Uh, 33 innings for Colomay, 16.8% K rate. 55% ground ball rate, 159 career saves and a 2.73 ERA. Uh Bard is a free agent. They're going to try and extend him in the cup, in the next few weeks. Um I, I you at least have to explore trades for Daniel Bard. He's probably a setup man on a contender. And, and that's not going to get you a Jabroni. That could get you a future major league reliever, that could get you a future major league starter i don't think it's going to get you a superstar at all but what are we doing here they just and this is the most frustrating type of ownership group the ones that won't admit to a complete rebuild that just want to keep their heads above water once every five minutes so they can get a breath of air because the team sucks right now fine ezekiel tovar will come up then what you still suck Colomay's got to go. Chad Cool, I mean, you have built up Chad Cool's uh, value to a level it's probably never been at. Chad Cool, love him, trade him at the peak, at the peak value. CJ Krohn, why the hell have they not traded him? Herman Marquez, peak value. Couple good starts in a row now. He's right back where he needs to be. Just completely asinine. Stupid decisions from this organization or a stupid lack of decisions from this organization. And uh, we know the best reason to go there: great ballpark. No reason goes. Okay, you love Charlie Blackman. Good. No Arenado. No Story. Tovar. I think you'll enjoy when he comes up here. But uh, you're you're not trading your closer, who's all who's an all star. Why? Because you want to have somebody that saves games for you next year. Go lose 110 games next year. Go lose 110 games this year. Rebuild. Jeez, freaking so frustrating. Okay, whatever. That's the Rockies. I went on my tangent. Number four on the front range four. I do want to talk about the AFC West. Uh, guys over at Bolt's Beat, they are a Chargers blog. Um, they, they wrote down or they did a little blog. They're like, these are the three things the Chargers are better at than the Chiefs. And one of the things was at wide receiver. So it gets me thinking, let's go look at the division's best receiving cores. Okay. The question you have to ask yourself, are the Broncos third or the Broncos fourth in the division? So let's just start with number one. I think it's it's the Raiders, and I don't even know if it's close. Now, they have the weakest quarterback in the division, but he has the best weapons. With Devontae Adams, who's still one of the top two wide receivers in the game, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Waller kind of disappeared for a few weeks last year, um, but he's still an elite option. He's going to get a ton of work in the red zone, ton of work in the end zone. Again, uh, Hunter Renfro, the ultimate possession receiver. He's like a little Julian Edelman for, um, for our guy, Derek Carr. He's not our guy, uh, but I'll go Raiders one. And then I'll go with the chargers too. they have got a better wide receiver core than both the chiefs and the Broncos, a Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Josh Palmer, who I think explodes this year onto the scene. Uh, He, to me, is going to end up being second in yards on this team behind Keenan Allen. And then there's Austin Eckler. I think you have to include Eckler just because he's such a big part of that passing game. So they have an extra weapon there over the Raiders, but I just think that front three with the Raiders is the best in the division. So then – oh, and let me also add this. Gerald Everett, who I thought the Broncos should assign, I think he's going to have a monster year because here's a guy – that is heavily targeted in the red zone. And you got a Chargers team that was third in pass attempts, fifth in passes inside the 20, and fifth in points per game. Gerald Everett, to me, is going to have a nice season, especially if you're playing fantasy there. I I, I like Gerald Everett. Um, Number three, is it the Broncos or the Chiefs? Let's see here. The Chiefs have Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, who has been injured the better part of the last two to three years and really has never shown that he's the legit number one. He was a great number two to Antonio Brown. Valdez Scantling is a one-trick pony on go routes. Sky Moore is their draft pick, and that goes up against the Broncos, Sutton, Judy, Patrick, Albert o, I think the running backs, big, big time in the uh, passing game. I wonder if they will continue to be uh, beneficiaries in the passing game. But We know Gordon and Williams could take care of that. I'm going to give the edge to the Broncos here. Now they don't have a guy that stands out like Kelsey. All right. But I think the upside is higher with them. I think the upside of Cortland Sutton finishing top 10 in yards and touchdowns could be there. The upside of Jerry Judy, one of the most talented young receivers in the league, although he hasn't been able to put it together. Tim Patrick, who's led this team um, in receiving yards the last couple of years, Albert O the running backs. So, We've had very little production compared to what we've seen from the Raiders and the Chargers guys, but I think the upside is every bit is there with Sutton and Patrick and Judy. Um, You know, the Chiefs signed Jarek McKinnon too, but, but let's go here. Sutton versus Juju. They both stay healthy. Juju's terrific, but I think Sutton, the difference between Sutton and Juju is Sutton can handle the number one role with more coverage. Uh, Juju's proven that it's a little tougher for him to do that. Uh, there is no Kelsey on the Broncos, so we really can't compare anybody there. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, again, deep threat. might have some, It might have some big games off of one catch for 75 yards and a touchdown. Um, but you asked me if I'd rather have Judy or Scantling this year. Give me Jerry Judy. I think there's an upside there. Uh, Tim Patrick, Sky Moore. Is a rookie wide receiver going to step right in with Patrick Mahomes and give you the production that Patrick has given the Broncos here over the last couple of years? I don't think so. And I also think what you have to do is up the expectations with this wide receiver core or just any receiving core because Russell Wilson's here. You don't have one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, Drew Locke throwing to you. You don't have... One of the most mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL, Teddy Bridgewater, throwing to you. You've got guys. You got a guy now that can make everybody better around him. So here's how I'm going. I'm going Raiders one, Chargers two, Broncos three, Chiefs four. So you got the best quarterback with the least amount of weapons, and you got the worst quarterback with the most amount of weapons, and then you got Justin Herbert with some great weapons, and we're going to find out exactly how good Sutton, Judy, Patrick, Alberto are because now you get a chance to work with one of the best quarterbacks in the game. All right. That was the front range four. next on the program. Mark Springer altitude 92.5. Let's talk some abs, a lot of moves with the abs here over the last week, including today. And they got a new goalie looking forward to what Springer thinks. He might have a baseball play for us too. Uh, That's next Denver city cast presented by bet rivers. Swing for the fences on bet rivers online sportsbook this week. When you make a first time deposit, using the code derby on the baseball home run derby sign up it's super easy bet rivers online sportsbook app or the bet just go to BetRivers.com or go to the bet rivers online sportsbook app deposit 100 bucks receive a free bet rivers bet for a home run hit or deposit 250 get the total home runs for the entire derby as a free bet rivers bets Okay, offers valid July 11th through the 18th. Download the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook app today. Use the code DERBY, DERBY, when you make a first time deposit. Visit betrivers.com. See all the latest odds, boosts, promotions running this baseball season. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Got to be 21, located in Colorado if you got a gambling problem. 800 522 4700. Mark Springer does not have a gambling problem. Neither do I. But we do talk about uh, sports betting quite a bit, my friend. Thank you for hopping on. Good morning and uh, talk to me here. It's It's been a very busy couple of days for the Avalanche. I want to go back a few days. What do you think of our new goalie here?
0: Yeah, Alexander Georgiev uh, is the Avs' new de facto number one. I assume he'll get every opportunity to be the number one. He should start that opening night against the now rebuilding Chicago Blackhawks. Um, so... Free agency opened about 40 minutes ago when we're uh, talking right now. And the first move to come down was Jack Campbell, uh, the goaltender who was with the Maple Leafs. He signs with the Oilers five years, uh, $5 million per year. So $25 million total there. Uh, We'll see what Darcy gets. It's probably going to be a little bit more than that, but that's the thing. Uh, Right now, the Avs have just over $9 million in cap space. Uh, The cap space that they did this morning – Uh, for a deal that was, I believe, just over $4 million, uh, $4.5 million there for Josh Manson. Uh, They previously re-signed Valerian Achushkin. Eight years! (laughs) Boy, got some years. Uh, $6.125 million, uh, but not bringing back Kemper allowed them to re-sign both of those guys, and I assume coming up here, Arturi Lekkinen, who is a restricted free agent, is so likely... Uh, like 99% likely to re-sign with the ads, maybe somewhere in that 3 to $4 million range. So that'll bump them down to, you know, about six, a little under $6 million in cap space left. And they still have a couple holes they need to fill, some forward depth, sign a center, sign a wing, something like that. There there was just no money for Darcy Kemper. So Joe Sackick did that thing that he did kind of like he did when he traded for Philip Grubauer. He was the backup with the Capitals. A, a, a backup with potential, though, that's kind of Alexander Georgiev, albeit a, a few years younger than Grubauer when Sakic traded for him. Georgiev has been a solid prospect in this league, but first he was stuck behind Henrik Lundqvist, now behind Igor Shesterkin with the New York Rangers. Now, Georgiev hasn't been great in the opportunities he's been given with the Rangers, but he did finish the season strong last year in his last 10 starts that he did have. So it's an upside play. It's also a money play because he was an RFA that they re-signed for $3.4 million for three years. So the tandem of Georgiev and Francois with that stacked defense now, Josh Manson coming back is as stacked a defensive core as you have in the NHL. That should help Georgiev and Francois as well.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a fate accompli that Kemper was gone. And you also learned that the Avalanche could win the Stanley Cup with mediocre goaltending, right? So last year, 898 save percentage. Yeah, you don't like that. But he only started 28 games. So you would think, you know, a lot of guys, once they get into a groove, they're better goaltenders. So I think that's what you're banking on here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now he will get consistent starts. I mean, he'll be the number one. He's the younger guy. He's several years younger than Pavel Francouz and a guy that Sackett gave up two-thirds and a fifth for. So they're going to want to give him every opportunity. He will get... The majority of the starts, although I do think that this could end up being, I don't want to say 50-50, but somewhere 60-40-ish, François will get some starts. Uh, I I do think that that will be the case. He is a reliable goalie as well. But, yeah, now that Georgiev has more uh, confidence from the team uh, that that has him uh, behind him, that should, you know, up his own confidence, get him into more of a rhythm, like you said. uh, And, you know, it's – you still got Fransos. So I think that this tandem is a strong tandem. But, you know, the Avs' bugaboo has been having that number one goaltender, and that's just going to come through the draft. And they haven't been able to do that. Uh, maybe Eustace on and in is that prospect who pops at some point. But I, I, Sakik always goes for the value play, the upside play. So I'm going to trust him again right here.
1: I don't think there's ever been a Bulgarian to play for the Avalanche. So this is pretty groundbreaking <laughs> stuff.
0: It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were kind of looking at that the other day. There's not many Bulgarians in the NHL. No,
1: no it's it's pretty amazing. I'm really excited to see a Bulgarian in the NHL. Did they make a little splash here in free agency or are we Dunsky?
0: I mean, I saw Adrian Dater tweet out because it looked, I mean, Nazim Kadri's gone. It's official now. There is no money for him. He's going to get like, it seems like at least $8 million and the Avs only have $9 million. So that, that, that. That won't work. You can't spend all that money on Kadri. Uh, so you got to resign Lekkinen. So it, it absolutely will not work. Uh, I saw Adrian Dater tweet out maybe Patrice Bergeron. It looked like he was gonna be back with Boston, but now for some reason that's not official yet. But he will, you know, once you resign Lekkinen and you got that six to five million dollars left. I don't even know if you have enough money for Bergeron. Uh, so yeah, I think right now it's gonna be savvy free agent moves. Uh, I, I mean. My co-host Alex Ryan, Emmy, between the pipes floated Paul Stastny's name out there, <laughs> uh, which makes sense. Former Av, get him on a cheap one-year deal as a center. You know, the, who's going to be the second-line center now with with Kadri gone? Is it going to be J.T. Comfer? He can, he can do that, but that will be a big boost and responsibility for him. I think he can handle it, but it'll be a test for him. Do they go Rantanen-Landeskog tandem? on second line center. I'm not Stasney probably doesn't fill that role. New hook doesn't fill that role. Uh Helm, uh Ben Myers, the undrafted rookie. So they are missing that, but at least Stastny would give them more center depth. Guys like that. Sakic also likes to work the trade market. It's so tough to speculate who he would be targeting. Uh but lower level moves probably is what I'm expecting after they re sign in
1: Yeah, nothing too serious. All right. Let's move on, buddy. Uh you're doing some baseball. My play tonight uh, un- unpopular play, I think, under five and a half, and we could also five and un- under six. Under six at minus one twenty, uh, just about even money for under five and a half. First five with the Rockies tonight and the Padres. My Padres says Ted Lightner. <laughs> cool pitches well at home. Musgrove's a super stud. Um, it's always scary betting unders at Coors, but that's what I got. What are you looking at here with the baseball card?
0: Yeah, my favorite pick on the baseball slate today is Game 2 of Mariners Nationals. Game 1 uh, going on right now as we're talking, Holden. Uh, is this thing, Mike, is this in a rain delay? Uh, I don't know. The line's closed. No, People... I
1: think it's just a blowout by the Mariners. It's a
0: blowout, yeah. The Mariners are taking care of business, which is a little, I mean, it's on paper, sure. Josiah Gray was going, though, and the Nationals were actually like slight favorites, which I thought was a little odd. Uh, But I like the Mariners. Looks like they're going to win game one. I think they're going to sweep this thing. Uh, The hesitation will be that Tommy Milone is pitching for the Mariners, and they're coming in at minus 120 on the road, though. They are road favorites against Eric Fetty and the lowly Nationals. Uh, Milone actually started his career with the Nationals and then had another stint with them. He's pitched for, like, a million teams in Major League Mm -hmm. Baseball. Veteran left-hander, he could get you five innings. The Mariners are red hot right now. I think they're looking to win, what is it, 10 in a row here this morning? Uh, 9 or 10 going for 10 or 11 this afternoon. Red hot with Julio Rodriguez, like the best young player in baseball in their lineup. I think they're going to score some runs against Fetty. I'm not concerned about Milo in that lineup. I really like the Mariners minus 120 in that game too.
1: Little M's today. Okay. We'll see what happens in game one. Hopefully it doesn't go 30 innings and – you know, then we have to wait till tomorrow for them to play the game. But I like it. Again, mm-hmm. I like the Rockies here. And then what about your summer league bet? You know, I was talking with Crackman about this. I've been talking with a lot of people about VEASAN. Um, before you make your summer league bet, before you give it to us, what? It, how, how do you handicap this thing? How do you go? What's your process?
0: Rosters. Uh, the, my first process is just rosters and just ranking and grading the prospects, Right. Uh, my, that's why my Summer League darling has been the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it wasn't even because of Chet. It was because of Josh Giddy. I am giddy for Giddy. I can't believe he's even playing in the Summer League. This dude doesn't even need to play in the Summer League. He's, oh, he's good to go. He's NBA ready. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Jokic. I mean, he's not a center. He's a two guard. But the way he passes, the way he can shoot, the way he sees the floor... I uh, Maybe it's because he's from Australia and Jokic is from Serbia, and I like this international flair. But Josh Giddy, man, what a player. And then obviously you got Chet as well with, like, a Trey man who's a sneaky young player for OKC who can shoot the ball. Uh, they lost their summer league opener after playing well in whatever summer league it was that they kind of started out as a warm-up. I can't remember, Florida, Utah. I think it was Utah. Um, but OKC's playing the Kings tonight and what I like about this Thunder uh, to win pick, and I think they're minus three, minus three and a half or so, mm-hmm. uh, is I think the Thunder are going to give a give it a run to play for the Summer League Championship. Uh, they're going to need to win this game since they already have the one loss. Uh, they're also probably going to need to win it by as much as they can since point differential is the tiebreaker for the, uh, who makes it to the Summer League final. But yeah, Thunder minus 155. Against the Kings, I don't hate a parlay of Mariners minus 120 and Thunder minus 155 coming in at plus 201. That would be a great two-pick parlay that I love today.
1: Yeah, I don't make the bet for the Summer League until we're about 20 minutes, 30 minutes out. Once I get all the beat writers telling me who is and who isn't playing. The only reason I'm leaning toward the Clippers tonight over the Nuggets would be just because they have a whole bunch of NBA veterans. You know, that's kind of something I want to see. I want These guys that have played, these NBA vets... I, the the rookies are hungry. These the NBA veterans are hungry and desperate. You know, I want the hungry, desperate guys. And I think there's three or four guys on the Clippers we might see tonight. So I'm actually leaning toward back in the Clippers, but we got to see who's playing.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I think that uh, they got that Brian Boston Jr. kid who exactly yeah, and he he played well in the NBA when he was given a chance last year. I liked, and you know, you're not going to be right on every pick, right? I like the Clippers that beat the Lakers last night. And they it was it was tied at the end of three, and then the Lakers get their first summer league win. Uh, they they take care of the Clippers in the fourth. But the Clippers were were three and a half or so point favorites last night, coming off that loss, playing on the second night of a back to back here in summer league. The Clippers are minus three and a half again against the Nuggets. So the betters are bullish on the Clippers here tonight. Uh, yeah. Maybe some the sharps are on the Clippers. Yeah. So the line certainly says LA turns around and gets it done against the Nuggets tonight.
1: What else is going on, man? You doing anything else? You getting ready for football? Talk to me here. What's what's going on on Kreukman and Lindall and Springer? Because you've been in for Lindall. It's been great. You're getting your chance. You deserve it.
0: Yeah, uh, Andy Lindall taking some well-deserved vacation. So uh, on the Kreukman and Lindall show on Altitude 92.5, I'm the producer. I'm filling in this week. Feels like a natural fit. And you know, we're following the off-season journey of Russell Wilson. He's in Europe. Uh, he's, uh, Sierra's pimping his, uh, popping his pimples, <laughs> not pimping his popples, popping his pimples. What? Um, he's teaching future junior how to play quarterback. Uh, Sierra's dropping her new single jump and the Broncos are retweeting it from their official Twitter account. Uh, so that's, what's going on with the Broncos. Uh, I don't know, Holden, who wins the AFC West? I can't handicap that for the life of me. I could see that going any of which four ways?
1: I took the Broncos just because I'm in Denver and they got the third highest odds. You know, because you got the Chiefs sitting there around 150. The Chargers are moving up. I just took the Broncos. The, I don't tell me the Raiders are winning this thing. They will have an offense. They don't have a defense. Um, the Chargers. I think the Chargers and the Broncos are the two that stand out for me. And you know, I'm not. I'm not saying the Chiefs aren't going to make the playoffs. I just don't think they're gonna be like a, a 13 and 14. Maybe twelve and five, maybe eleven and six.
0: Yeah, I I I'm with you. I don't see the Chiefs winning it. Like that Tyreek Hill loss is big. After Travis Kelsey, I mean, can Juju be the Juju he was a couple years ago? He's got Mahomes, that'll help. Uh yeah. Clyde Edwards Alaire hasn't really lit the world on fire. But then again, the second I sleep on the Chiefs, it feels like that'll bite me in the butt. And nobody's given the Raiders respect, you included. They did add Chandler yeah, sure. Jones to go next. And I get it. They did add Chandler Jones to go across from Max Crosby. I think that's an upgrade from Ngakwe. Um, they got Devontae Adams now. I mean, sometimes it's just like, which team is getting the least love in, in a situation where everything's even? And I feel like it's pretty even, and the Raiders are getting the least amount of love. I don't know. But my bias, I'm with you. My bias will say the Broncos yeah. –
1: it's it's not a great bet. But here's the thing I like from the from the uh the Chiefs. I like the signing of Jarek McKinnon. I think it's way under the radar and I think he's gonna get like if you're a fantasy player, like that's a late round pick right there for me. I love him. But Clyde Edwards Solaire has not proven himself that he could do anything. They've struggled to run the ball even when they're going to the Super Bowl. So Marquez Valdez Scantling's a one trick pony. Go routes. And mm-hmm. then Juju's always been a good number two. He's been Hurt two of the last three years. I'm poking a lot of holes there. No Tyreek. Um, and then the Chargers. I mean, damn, dude. Khalil Mack, they they boosted up their defensive line. The last two years, they picked up offensive linemen with their first picks. And the weapons. Josh Palmer is going to break out this year. That dude is a super stud. Um, so, I mean, for me, the Chargers and the Broncos right now.
0: Can the Chargers stay healthy? Like, Derwin James... Yeah should be the best safety in football over Justin Simmons. Dude just can't stay healthy. He was more healthy last year, but late in the season it caught up to him. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa always seemed to be hurt. Keenan Allen used to get hurt all the damn time. Uh, but yeah, on paper, that's a really good roster.
1: Yeah, he's be- he's better. So that's, that's where I'm looking. Um, you got any fantasy football drafts yet? I'm only doing two this year, by the way.
0: I do one every year. I got one league that I'm in and we're actually in communication. looks like the draft will be late August. Uh, Man, I made a fantasy football blunder last year. I don't even want to talk about it. It's embarrassing. Do it. it. You want to hear it?
1: Of course.
0: I had Jonathan Taylor on my team before the season. I decided not to keep him. That's how much I hate Carson Wentz. I was like, dude, it's Carson Wentz.
1: You know what? Let's not ever tell that story again. I told that, you, I'm there. about as bad as it gets. And look, actually, I, I actually might spend ten minutes just ripping you tomorrow because of that move.
0: I was, I was okay with it because of the Colts quarterback situation. But then when they brought in Matt Ryan, I was like, ah, oh, geez, that's actually a capable quarterback. Jonathan Taylor's gonna have like a really good year. Oh boy.
1: I don't know what you're doing, man. I don't know what you just stop playing then. I was the guy that used to do like 20. I was doing it professionally. And now I'm just all about betting and daily fantasy. I just don't have time for it anymore. I, hold on, uh, I, I need immediate gratification, Mark.
0: I know. Same here. Same here. That's why I can only do one league just uh have something. And I'm not like looking at it all the time. Um, but you need to understand how much I don't like Carson Wentz, OK? Yeah. It's not that I didn't like Jonathan Taylor, I thought the quarterback situation was death. And that Jonathan, they would just stack the box against Jonathan Taylor, and just, <laughs> and just play it play against him the entire game. Also, my fantasy team has been built around Mahomes and Tyree Kill, but now 22. Tyree Kill gets traded, and now I'm in a real pickle.
1: Because- you're better off. Because now it's not boomer. Like if Tyree, if those two guys don't go off, you're screwed. So I personally, I'm glad that decision's taken away from me because I had Mahomes and Hill for four years, won one championship, and lately it just hasn't been that good. So I think that's a good thing, buddy.
0: Yeah, no, I won a championship two years ago on their back in this same league. I'm just yeah. worried about Tua with Tyreek. I'm really worried about that right now.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. He's still a top, you know, seven to nine, op seven to ten option, but I don't think he's where you're going to want him. Yeah, I, he's just not there.
0: Yeah. So okay. yeah, my fantasy team's in a weird spot right now.
1: Yes, I agree. Uh, good talking to you, buddy. Plug everything you're doing right now. When's are you going to be on today again? As yeah, opposed? right.
0: Andy's out the rest of the week, so rest of this week, two to six p.m. Me and Nate, Crackman uh, and Lindall, and then uh, me and Berto on the Blitz, six to seven. And yeah, summer summer sports talk radio. It's fun.
1: Um, it is, man because you can do what you want. People freak out about this time of the year. You don't have to talk sport. I have to talk sports betting. Okay. I mean, I had to dig deep. I, I was at my daughter's swim meet last week and uh, last weekend, this guy, first of all, is asking his wife, um, should I bet the total bases over on Mike trout one and a half? And she said, who? And so he was asking for good advice. I should have just told him about my pod, but, um, and then this guy bet his friend, that his daughter would beat the other guy's daughter in a heat. These are six and seven-year-old girls. Uh I bet $25. I don't know who won, but that's where we are in the summertime. It's it's a, a time of desperation for some.
0: You're right. You're right. We can have more fun. Like, for example, we were talking, like, my favorite story of the week is Zach Wilson's mom's friend.
1: Oh, is it not the best story ever? I love it.
0: I love it. So summer radio allows you, like, would we mention it if it was the fall and football season? Yeah, we of course we would because it's football season. But in the summer, you can really dive into that story.
1: Milf Hunter, Zach Wilson. It, <laughs> I really have not talked about it on the show, but I don't think there's going to be a better offseason NFL story than that. Sure. You know, people are like, oh, uh, the girlfriend thought, the ex-girlfriend thought she was getting them, right? And now she turned him into a legend. Right? I just want to know, like, was this consensual with his mom? Like, does his mom sign off on it? Like, yeah, you could go have fun with my, my friend. Or does she learn about this in the press? Because she's upset that everybody's calling her her friends. They're yeah. trying to figure out which friend. And the media is calling her friends. And she's done with it. Yeah, I'm sure
0: that's a little annoying for her. But uh, come on. yeah, She has to know what's going on. Uh, yeah? You, you would think.
1: I don't know, man. I'm not so sure I'm with you. Yeah, anyone that. who's
0: like giving Zach Wilson crap about this, you're just hating. Yeah. You're jealous. You said it. I mean, Milfs is a huge deal, man. There's an entire section of the internet dedicated to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: yeah. When you're young, and and you can do that, I mean, I'm just very very it's the bucket obsessed list. with all of
0: them. Yeah. Cross that off. Good for you, Zach. Yeah.
1: My girlfriend has a single sister. If you're interested, and probably the same. I think she's actually in her late 30s. She's like 39. So if you want to get on the board there, I'll help you out, pal. But okay. that's up to
0: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal choice. All right. So right. I'll, I'll look into that.
1: Personal choice. Yeah, and I, you're you're rejecting me on that, but that's fine. Uh, Mark Springer, check him out at Mark A. Mark on Twitter. Thank you so much once again for your time, my friend. Come back. I want to wrap things up. My little spiel on the Summer League. Okay, I'll give you my little spiel on the Summer League. And then um, – Maybe a little surprise for you too. Next on the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, thanks again to Mark Springer for hopping on, talking some abs, a little baseball as well. Uh, two things I want to get to here. And we've got ESPN they came out with this after I taped the AFC West report. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. They came out with uh, the top 10 wide receivers for 2022. Executives, coaches, and players make their picks for the best wide out. And then uh, I also want to talk about the Nuggets summer league tonight. So they have Devontae Adams, number one, Cooper Cup, number two, these executives, players, coaches. Uh, I You know, you could go Cup one, Adams two, uh, interesting, though, here, three and four, Jamar Chase and then Justin Jefferson. I think Jefferson this year vaults himself into the number one conversation. Uh, I get it. I get it with Jamar Chase. I mean, he was the number one at LSU. Jefferson was the slot receiver. He's 210, moves like a 190-pounder, strong as hell, fast as hell, great instincts. Jamar's the next great one. I, I happen to think Justin Jefferson's the next great one. You know that I think uh, the the world of him. Uh, Bet his over receptions, bet uh, him to lead the league in receiving yards, bet him to win the Offensive Player of the Year. Um, And he's just a flat-out stud. 90.1 PFF rating after catching 108 of his 168 targets. New offense that's going in there, more a pass-friendly offense. Adam Thielen is getting a little bit old. And, and Jefferson saw 29% of Minnesota's targets. So I think he's in for a humongous season. If I had to predict what's going to happen this year, uh, most yards, touchdowns, I, I would go Jefferson, Cup, Adams, Adams because he's in a new place, Chase, four. Uh, Tyreek Hill, they, re- they, they did five. There is a, there is a drop-off uh, almost all the time of a wide receiver changing teams, like an elite number one wide receiver changing league uh, teams. And then the uh, numbers fall. And I can't imagine he has a better season than he did. Uh, over the last three years, he's averaged 95 catches, 1331 yards and 12 touchdowns. I mean, is Tua really capable of doing that for Tyree Hill? I don't think so. Uh, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf rounding out the top 10. Nobody from the AFC West in the top 10. Keenan Allen, honorable mention. He's just—he's 30 years old, but he's going to get you 100 a, a catches in 1,000 yards. I mean, it's just amazing how this guy uh, operates. You've got C.D. Lamb, a new number one in Dallas. And then Mike Williams, they had honorable mention. I don't get this one. I think Josh Palmer, I've told you this, I think it's a huge breakout season for him. Once Williams gets banged up again. Uh, this will be his sixth year. He stayed healthy in a contract year. 76 catches, 1,146 yards, nine touchdowns. He got that three-year, $60 million deal. I I, I just think that Palmer is going to burst onto the scene once Williams is less than 100%. He was playing in a contract year. There's something to that. Um, and then also receiving votes. Thielen, Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Odell Beckham, T. Higgins. Hopefully, we're talking next year about either Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. Being in that top 10, very least, uh, honorable mention as Russell Wilson makes them just remarkable this season. All right, that's one thing. Uh the other thing I want to get into Nuggets Clippers summer league game tonight, summer league. So no one's watching the Nuggets regular season. You can watch them in the uh in the summer league, though. Um Nuggets Clippers tonight. Nuggets plus 138 on Bet Rivers, Clippers minus 167 nuggets plus four minus 115 the total here is 169 i'm not screwing around with the total also want to say you got to follow the news don't bet summer league until you find out who is playing and who is not cover the beat writers follow the beat writers on twitter if you don't have twitter and you're gonna bet i i I just don't understand why you don't have it you have to get the breaking news as soon as possible try and beat the book or just have a better handicap but christian brown he is admitted, my Kansas guy, my guy from Kansas. He said, I got to shoot better from three. He's had 28 points in the first two games, but he's not shooting well. And as a matter of fact, the Nuggets are just 15 of 60 behind the arc, 25%. Uh, the French kid, Kamagate Ishmael Kamigate, um, he's been terrific. Eight of nine shooting, 16 points, 16 rebounds, two blocks. Uh, you had Peyton Watson, two steals, 8-12 shooting, a block against Cleveland. So these young guys, they drafted. Brown 21st, Watson 30th, Kamagate 46. They've looked good in the summer league. How much can you really take out of it? Not too much. But you kind of start getting a feel who the Nuggets are going to trust as a rookie, at least heading into camp. Colin Gillespie is an interesting one, too. 11-6 and four assists, four steals, a block against Cleveland. Uh, and then you got the Clippers, one and one. They blew out Memphis, um, and then they lost uh, to the Lakers. So I, here's why I like the Clippers, though. And we got to follow this. They've got NBA veterans. They've got Jason Preston and Jay Scrub and Brandon Boston Jr. Uh, and they played under Ty Lue before, so they combined for 37 points in their loss to the Lakers, 33 points against Memphis. I think if we see Boston, Preston, and Scrub in there, I will likely back uh the clippers whether it be three and a half let's see here three and a half you're getting minus 114 minus four is minus 107 are you buying a half point there i don't know but i'll take the minus three and a half at the clippers tonight if those three veterans are all in all right thanks for checking out the show thank you to steven young for producing this thank you to mark springer for hopping on the program and thank you for listening you get a chance follow me on twitter at holden radio follow the podcast subscribe to the podcast leave me a five star review and something really nice that you say i will be back tomorrow for the Denver Citycast presented by Bet Rivers